With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello everybody, welcome back to the Talk Screamers Transfer Show. I'm Simo, joined by Jake, say hello Jake. Hey guys, welcome back. I'm also joined by Jed, say hello Jed. Hello guys. Uh, and we're going to start off by just updating you on the pretty minimal transfers that I've kind of gone through. I didn't really see this coming, I've seen this going the complete opposite way. I thought like a couple of clubs would be um, making some signings, but it seems to be West Brom leading the way. West Brom... <laughs> I've signed Bobby Snodgrass. I know he hates that. But it's Robert Snodgrass from West Ham. That still kind of rates a decent player. I mean, he was he was actually at an all right level um, before it. But did he take an injury or did he just did he just fall out of favour? I, I really don't. Bit remember. of both, I think. Yeah, a bit of both, maybe. Yeah, I thought it was a bit of both. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jake, this you'll find this funny. Uh, West Brom have signed Andy Lonergan. I've seen that. Yeah, yeah. Um, third choice great keeper at Liverpool. Premier League, Premier League winning keeper they got now. So. Fair play to them. <laughs> I don't think it, did they get a medal? He got a medal, yeah. Did he? Yeah, he got a medal, yeah. He did. The easiest think he got medal. One. The easiest Premier League winner's medal. Oh, ever yeah. Oh. Yeah, he got a medal, mate. <laughs> uh, other notable ones, uh, Sebastian Haller leaves West Ham for £20 million to Ajax. A, a good bit of business in Ajax. He's, um but half, I think, uh, getting a player like that for twenty million, uh, good target man off the bench. They play in a league where they mostly dominate it, so they're going to fill for like, they're going to have the majority of the ball in, in, in a lot of their lead games. So I think having a player like Sebastian Haller, I think he'll suit that a lot better. You know, he's big stature. They really just need to find him across or, or a set piece or something. Uh, but yeah, that's their record signing. £45 million they paid for him, Sebastian Haller. That was only last year as well, wasn't it? Year before. In the last season. Year before, yeah. yeah. Year before. I, um, I think it's a, a good bit of business for Ajax. It's a shame that it didn't really work out for him at West Ham, isn't it? Um, because obviously he came there off the back of a really good spell. I think he was at, was he at Eintracht Frankfurt before? I think so, yeah. In Bundesliga. So I think, um, obviously, it's, yeah, like I say, it's a shame it's not worked out for him because there was a potential there. He's, you know, he's big, powerful, clear, um, you know, clearly 
knows where the goal is, having done it in the Bundesliga. Yeah. Um, but obviously, he just couldn't sort of replicate his form for West Ham. I don't know if that's got anything to do with like the team around him or the way that they, they set up. Um, but I think, yeah, fair fair play to him for... It's, you'd see it as a sort of step down, wouldn't you, I guess, going to Ajax. But, could be playing yeah, Champions League football, though, isn't he? I was going to say, yeah, yeah he'd be playing European Champions football. League football. Yeah, he'd be, be winning trophies. Yeah, of course. Ajax, league level, but it's, a lot. It's a lower standard as well, isn't it? That's mm. where, yeah. that's where the step down comes. But I think maybe you know be able to capture his uh, goal scoring form for them. He'll probably get a lot more service and yeah, um, a lot more chances in in the uh, the Dutch league. So yeah, strange for West Ham though. Obviously, it's a big loss, isn't it? About twenty five. I think they just say. didn't see. I just don't think that he's a big wage as well, Sebastian Haller. I think he was mm-hmm. one of their top earners, if not the top earner. Um, yeah, so. I think it does make sense, and and I tell it's good to have a player like Sebastian Haller to bring off the bench. But obviously, Moyes is pretty settled in his first eleven. Um, I would expect other players to leave West Ham. Yarmolenko, I could probably see um, leaving as well. Uh, potentially Lanzini. I mean, they're just that sort of side, and they're they're, they're evolving West Ham, aren't they? Um, and a, yeah. a sort of David Moyes esque sort of side, and <laughs> maybe they're going to be playing a lot of their football without the ball and they're going to need fast outlets like, you know, Jared Bowen, Mikhail, Mikhail Antonio, players that can, can escape from their own half fairly sharpish. You're not going to see um, Sebastian Haller bombing out at the same pace as <laughs> Antonio or, or Jared Bowen or, you know, anybody else. So, yeah, I could, I could see maybe, I think it, it's, a, it's a move that Sebastian Haller will probably enjoy because uh, he's going to be playing on a side. Some players just suit being in a, in a dominant side where the, where the side's going to have the majority of the ball. Um, I don't know what your thoughts are. You, you think this is a good move for him? I think it's a good move for him. Um, I was a, a little bit surprised that West Ham let him go. Obviously, we know that this season is it's quite a strange one with the amount of injuries and things that are happening. I think it's a bit. It's always a risk when you let a player go in January, isn't it? Because if, if something happens to any of their strikers now, they'll probably be mm. sat there going, we could probably do with Sebastian Haller, but... And obviously the money loss isn't isn't ideal, but like you say, Simo, in terms of the wages and, and whether they'll restructure that money into signing somebody else as well, we'll just have to see and wait and see what happens from West Ham. Because I think if they, they use that money quite well, then um, it potentially turn out to be a really good deal for them. Yeah, I think it's um, it opens more doors for Ben Rama to get a wee bit more mm. time as well. If they could fit, if they could somehow fit um, Antonio Ben Rama and Jared Bowen as like some sort of like outball from 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 when they're they're kind of getting used to this counter attacking style that they're, mm. they're adopting, um, then I, I think they could actually uh, they they might continue a good form. Winning by very narrow margins, West Ham now, aren't they? But um, I think we might see maybe them buy from the Championship again since they've mm. had a wee bit of joy there. I'm not yeah, sure. I think. Um... That front three you just mentioned, if they could could fit them them in, Ben Rama, um, Antonio, and and Bowen would be quite a dangerous front three as well. And um, I think maybe you know that could be a, a good avenue for them to go down. And and when you look at those three players, Sebastian Haller doesn't really fit in there, does he? Um, yeah. So it, it's like you say, and like Jake said, it could could well be a, a good move for them if they reinvest the money well. But um, only time will tell on that one, I guess. I think so. I think so. Not a whole lot of business um, elsewhere. Uh, the main one, the big spenders of Man United have brought uh, Ahmed Diallo in for about £37 million, Yeah. Which mm. seems expensive for an 18-year-old bigger. That's um, maybe not as high profile as... Because um, he's not... I don't think he's... 
Because normally the, the high-profile ones are sweeped up to like PSG and Real Madrid and Barcelona mm. fairly early on, aren't they? Uh, but apparently it's a player Man United have watched since he was a, a, a youngster. So and they they rate him really really highly. So they were they were obviously willing to pay that that money to to Atlanta to get him in. Uh, and I think it's a do you know I think it's a safe move considering Man United have an upturn uh, in form. And I know they just were, they, they were just knocked out of the cup by City. Uh, but, but in terms of the league form, it's a fairly safe signing because it's not a high profile player that's going to expect a lot. You know, he's not coming yeah. here, like, and then he's going to expect to be on a team sheet on, on week one. It's a player they can let grow in and, and they have a lot of options going forward. I think this pushes Dan James probably further down the pecking order. Yeah. Uh, players like Messi Greenwood as, as well probably need to fight harder for a pay, a, a place. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, what, what, what do you think of that bit of business for Manchester United? I'd agree. I think it, it creates a bit more competition for the players that are on the fringes, like you say, like James and, and Greenwood, um, you know, don't start every week. I don't know whether he's going to come in. Well, yeah, to be honest, I don't know too much about Diallo. Um, I don't mm. know whether he's going to come in and, and, like you say, challenge for a first-team spot straight away, especially given how effective their attack has been recently. Uh, but certainly in the long term, it could prove to be a good sign-in. I think it's a lot of money for an 18-year-old that isn't, as I say, at, at really high profile at this point. Um, but you never know. It could work out to be a, you know, a great signing for them. Um, and, and we'll all be saying here, it's a... It's a, a masterclass from them um, if he does turn out to you know, take the league by storm. And- it's a lot of money for for a, for a player that's played twenty minutes of first team football mm. this season. Yeah, I've, I've, <laughs> that's not I've, a lot of first team football. <laughs> but for thirty seven million, I think. I mean, does he get? Well, the thing is, Manchester Man, you know, their, their price is always inflated to any club they go to because they know they're willing to spend. Yeah, uh, I don't know if this is a great advert that they're sending out that they're actually <laughs> willing to spend that that amount of money just on a, a, a player like that. But yeah, it's the same like. <laughs> Borussia Dortmund knew that Man United could pay more, and they weren't. They weren't like they weren't going to let him go for a penny less. To be honest, this does yeah. feel like a Sancho sort of because um, they could get him. A Sancho light sort of deal, isn't it? Mm. <laughs> um, well, I don't I, think I don't think they'll go for Sancho now. Having now having spent that money on on this this no, lad, though. No, I can't see the Sancho deal coming coming off now for them personally. I don't think it's. I don't think it's. I don't think they really need it anymore either. Mm. Um, like you say, the way their front three has been playing, and with the likes of Fernandez and things like that, do you want to risk the the atmosphere that they've now potentially got by bringing in someone like Jane and Sancho? Yeah, I'm quite finding it like the, the formation of playing is strange in terms of when they've got Paul Pogba out and a left. Mm. That is a strange one for me, but it kind of seems to work in a strange <laughs> way because he kind of he drifts inside quite a lot and he does drop deeper, and he's kind of he's making himself more available for the pass. Um, so they're quite clearly determined to go down, just go through the middle with Bruno Fernandes or go down the right-hand side yeah. uh, and, and or find Pogba with a, with a pass. So it, I thought Pogba on the wing, I was like, it just does not make sense to me, but I could kind of see what they're doing. It's like, it's not as if he's, he's like playing on the same sort of like, like if you got Rashford let out in the right-hand side or, or Martial out in the right-hand side, then Fernandes, then Pogba. It kind of feels like both Pogba and Fernandes are attacking midfielders, but Pogba is just further out in the left. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I quite, I, yeah, it's, he's, he's made it work. So, but I think this might be an option to to maybe put Pogba back in midfield. Um, other than that, it's, it's pretty much just out from the Premier League club. Um, Arsenal send a lot of players on loan. Uh, the, the, the two first team players, players that you'd expect to be at a first team level, uh, Kalasinac goes to Schalke. Mm. Uh, I think that could be a permanent home for Kalasinac, depending on how he performs there. He's got history there, I think. I th- yeah, I think he'll definitely be going in the summer. Um, probably with, with one eye on going back to Germany, definitely. Um, 
it's just not quite worked out for him, has it? Um, at Arsenal, but yeah, I can see it. That turning definitely into a permanent home. I, I think. So. I, I don't think he has the the quality to be part of Arsenal's you know squad at the minute. Um, it's clear that they're looking to blood more youngsters in the team at this mm. point, and, and Kieran Tierney's their main fullback. I don't see Kalasnats challenging him, so I, I, I can see that deal becoming permanent as well, mm. or you know him at least staying there to the end of the season and then leaving in the summer. Yeah, yeah. They've sent Salba um, to Nice as well. I think was he at Nice before he went to. Uh, I can't quite recall, but I think he was, was playing in League uh, League One anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, not really worked out for Salba. Uh, apparently, he's uh, he's quite unhappy at Arsenal. Uh, promise he's not been kept prior to the move. Mm. Yeah, I would have thought he would have seen more football this this year. He's a big uh, lad. To be he's honest, like six four or something. <laughs> yeah, he's 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 very highly rated as well, isn't he? So I think him not getting more of a game this year is a bit strange given that they've had, you know, defensive issues. Um he is very young, granted, but you know, if if he's got the talent and if you brought him in, you know, with a view to to him staying at the club in the long term, then give him a game. That's that's what I do, especially when you've got, you know, you haven't got particularly the most solid defence in the league. Yeah. Um, you know, bringing someone in like that who potentially could, you know, could turn out to be a good player in the future. It could be could be a good move, but yeah, it's, it's yeah, not as if he's had a run of games and it's not worked out, you mm. know. Yeah, exactly. That's that's what I mean. Um, he doesn't like. He doesn't seem to have had a chance yet. Um, I don't know why they would send him out on loan at this point, and you know, unless he's not happy and potentially looking to leave the club, which would be a shame for him because, as I say, he's highly rated. Yeah, I mean, he was signed on first team for a first team fee on first team wages. Um, yeah. I think he will get a game at Nice. Um, strange one for me. Um, I, I, I move that maybe was. Was agreed prior to Arteta, or, or maybe Arteta didn't really massively want it, and it's it's been agreed from above. I'm not too sure. Uh, strange about that. They spent. They said another couple of players out on loan. Wanted Black. Wanted Blackpool. Wanted Hibs. Um, Aston Villa have sent a couple of players out loan. I don't expect them to do too much business. They did a lot of their business in the summer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. and they're, they're looking pretty solid they're probably looking at a good level and I think they should probably wait till the summer to, to try and build on that side I think you know they don't need to be making any they don't need to be overpaying in January for any players <clears throat> yeah I don't think they need they really need to add anyone desperately to the team at this point either and, and disrupt the the um, the harmony in that squad at the moment so I think it's probably best if Villa don't make any new additions unless they have a Major injury, crisis, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, no signers for Sheffield yet. Doesn't surprise me. No, no ends or outs. I don't think that. I think that they've just they're resigned to the fact that that's it, and and they're sort of done with that, aren't they? Um, I can't. Who would they sign though? That's the that's your key questions. If they were going to get well, anybody, they're going to sign Big Sam's going to be their first. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. Stodgrass, it might 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 have actually offered something yeah. uh, to Sheffield, uh, but obviously Big Sam beat him to it. Uh, That's the thing. I don't think um, any player really is going to look at Sheffield United at this point and go, "I want to go there," unless they're they're buying upwards, you know, from from the Championship. But mm. it looks like they're heading back that, that way again. So any players who's you know who are in the Premier League, they're going to want to. Go to a club who have got more chance of surviving. Yeah. Like Big Sam's going to beat Sheffield United to that, those signings any day of the week. Mm, definitely, I think so. Um, yeah, strange one for Sheffield United. I thought they would be maybe looking for some loans. Uh, 
that that maybe from abroad or something like that, or maybe even from a championship mm. or something. Uh, do you know what? I think it maybe it is. Uh, maybe they're just they're just consigned to their fate. They know they're going to be in a championship next season. Mm. There's no point in making any sort of permanent signings or, or even spending money on loan fees or anything like that when you know you're gonna you're maybe not going to you're you're probably not not getting that hundred million next season of being in the Premier League. Yeah, uh, we, we spoke last week about the um, potential of uh, what's his name Dean Henderson going back there on loan. I think that's a deal that they should go in for. I don't know whether they've you know made any sort of inquiries about that. Um, I think that's the only feasible signing that I see happening. Really, them getting in the keeper on loan and and trying to give a go you know, give it a go at the end of the season. Um, but as I say, I don't I don't think they'll be going in for yeah. too many players in their position or if they do go in for players, I don't think they'll be successful in signing a lot of players because of the position the club's in. If you're Dean Anderson, do you go? I would. For yeah, games, yeah. You're not getting a game, for games, you're not getting yeah. a game at United. Um, you know, I, I, I would go, definitely. Potentially going to be the worst team in Premier League history, though. Do you really want your name on that team? <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, it, when people if, think uh, of it. Because if he goes in there, though, he could help them avoid that record though so I <laughs> can't see them avoiding that record no chance <laughs> you can only it's contribute it's so less and less likely, ball, you know uh, because he might be looking at that, that back line and thinking that's not the same back line I played with last season <laughs> it's the same it's the same guys with the same names but it's not the same <laughs> yeah um <laughs> uh, Nothing as of yet for Spurs. Spent again, pretty much every Premier League club has sent out youngsters on loan. Um, apparently, West Ham are looking at um, Inkertia. I've seen from that. Arsenal yeah, to to replace Sebastian Haller. Uh, I don't think Arsenal probably too keen to let Inkertia go. He's got eighteen months left on his contract, doesn't he? So, but I, yeah, I'd I'd like to think Arsenal wouldn't let him go because he's looked really, really good. Um, but you know, it's Arsenal, so stranger things have happened and. <laughs> The likelihood is they probably probably let him go for peanuts and he'll, he'll turn out to be a multi-million pound player uh, in a few years. But um, if I was Arteta, I I probably c- couldn't see this happening. But, you know, potentially Nketi is looking at West Ham and looking at the, the players that are there and the attacking options that they've got and, and the, the likelihood to get first-team football. And he's probably thinking, that might actually suit me. And he's staying in London as well. So there's that, you know, there yeah. is... There is that sort of link. I can see it happening potentially as well. There's a lot of things it's, to say it could happen. It's definitely a move that could suit him. Yeah. But yeah. If I was if I was Eddie and Ketia, I think I'd rather stay and challenge for a place at Arsenal because I mean, as I say at the moment, um, they are giving opportunities to to young, younger players, and he's had football as well in mm. you know in the Europa League. Um, he's been out on loan before. I think he was at Leeds last season. Um, he's 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 done that and come back. And challenge now for a place, and and when the likes of um, you know Lacazette and Aubameyang aren't fit, he will get a game at Arsenal. Yeah. Um. So I think if I was him, I'd stay there, and I'd, I think if I was Arsenal and, and I'd, we got an offer come in for for him, I would want to keep him around as well because he's he's a good talent. Uh, he's definitely got a, ability as a goal scorer. Um. So I I personally would want to hang on to him. I'd be a bit concerned about Arsenal if they do let him go. Yeah, West Ham. I don't uh, think fans would appreciate that either. No, I, I, I wouldn't either think they would either. Now I think that'd mm. go down like a lead balloon at Arsenal if they let him go to West Ham. <laughs> if they got, I think if they got like a decent sort of like if if, if West Ham tipped up with a respectable offer, like I'd probably say above the region of thirty million. Yeah, I don't I don't think Arsenal oh, could yeah. say no. In, 
in those circumstances probably take that for a, you know a player of that age but in if it was like a loan deal for example it's it's a bad deal for Arsenal really yeah. I think to let yeah. go of him on loan unless they're getting some sort Ham. of fee for it like yeah like decent yeah. Or, or unless, they've, fee. unless they've already brought someone in at that point mm. yeah. and it's you know it's not gonna give Nketiah as much football at Arsenal but yeah. at the minute you know we don't know whether that's yeah you know, to be honest because he is he's probably fifth choice sort of forward um, or even six if you'd think of that sort of like fitting them into that front three mm. because obviously Lacazette and Aubameyang are starting to find form again yeah. um, Saka is for me is undroppable like if Saka's fit he must play mm. yeah, especially in the minute yeah. uh, special special young footballer um, Martinelli I think is going to find that decent form again and he, he looks so hot. he like, probably looks like one of the hungriest youngers, youngsters in the Premier League for me at the minute um, in terms of a youngster that really really backs himself to play first team football uh, mm. and then you've obviously got Willie in as well so he is probably looking at it and thinking well, well where do I fit in here yeah. because he likes likes to play central in Ketty, I think at least that's where Arsenal probably envision his future because that's where I see him the majority of the times in the plays um, and obviously Arsenal quite like Lacazette through the middle which works for them really really well especially when he's got these youngsters all around him on the left or the right behind them <laughs> uh, they're just willing to do all this running and passing yeah. for him uh, you know so he's in a good spot Lacazette uh, I want to go over to Liverpool Still no solid links in the centre-back front for Liverpool. Jürgen Klopp's come out, hasn't he, and said that he doesn't think a deal's going to happen. And To be honest, I can probably see there not being a signing. Um, I just I just can't see Liverpool spending the money um, at the moment with everything that's sort of going on in the world and things like that. I, I feel like Liverpool are trying to probably play it sensible in the fact that they don't know what's going to happen in twelve months' time, or six mm. months' time, or a month's time. Um, so signing someone for a big, big fee and big wages, you know, business sense wise, at the moment probably isn't the smartest idea in the world. No. Um, and but then on the other, the flip side of that is if if Liverpool, you know, have another injury to that say Fabinho or something like that, and Liverpool don't make the top four, you know, they've lost out on revenue for the Champions League, and it's, it's a tricky one. It's a very I tricky just one. Got- I can't envision uh, Liverpool winning the league um, without without a centre back. Mm. I just can't see. I it. think it's I think it's more likely that they'll go on and win the league than not finish in the top four, though. Mm. Personally, as oh, a, no, as honestly, a like um, Liverpool have not played well for since Palace was probably the last time I seen them really play some really really good football. Uh, I think it's just the, the narrow wins of last season just aren't happening. It's not tipping Liverpool's favour. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and, I'm not saying it's down to the centre back position alone, but it, I think it just it resonates throughout the team. You know, like when you've got like Jordan Henderson and Fabinho playing at centre back, it just it's you just lose not that right. edge yeah, in midfield, yeah, don't you? Yeah, it's just and in yeah, terms of like missing the players that normally play there, you know, Van Dijk, etc. Yeah, I mean it's it's crazy, but Man City and they keep they seem to be going forward and forward and forward and forward. I think they're going to use that League Cup uh, if they can beat Mourinho. Which I think they've got a good chance of doing because they seem to be playing with more confidence mm-hmm. than when they played them last time. Uh, I think they'll use that to kick on, and like we've seen, we have seen Man City go the rest of the season at Christmas without losing a game and winning every game in the bounce. We seen yeah. that, and what was it? Mm. Was it eighteen, nineteen? We seen them do that when Liverpool had like seven points at Christmas or something, uh, and it just. <laughs> but that's Man City. They can they can absolutely steamroll this league. They've showed it before. Uh, and if they win their games in hands, I, I do think they're top. So you know, and then Manchester United have played really, really well. Spurs are probably going to pick up quite a lot of points, make themselves really, really hard to beat. You know, it's it's not going to be a, an easy. 
title challenge for, for Liverpool this season at all, especially if they've not got a centre-back in the pitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, it, just, it, it doesn't bode well for them in games against the teams around them. Um, but I think there's, there's obviously still top-level quality in the Liverpool side. Um, if I was Klopp, I'd want to bring someone else in just to shore things up. Um, but obviously, if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. Yeah. He's, he's you know, he's trying, you can see he's trying to bring younger players in, but you can't rely on them every week, you know, to play at centre back. Um, I think if he is, he just needs to pick an important role. I think he just needs to pick one, and that's the fucking, that's, that's the centre back pairing. Yeah. It's fucking, it's, yeah. every week it's changing. Yeah. Um, yeah. If he's going to go with that, I think I'd like either pick a youngster or just play a player out of position. I know Fabinho is a constant. Uh, in terms of that but either just pick Matt Phillips pick Bruce Williams or just put Jordan Henderson there for centre back of the season and then incorporate try and incorporate a midfield of like um, but Thiago and uh, Curtis Jones Junior Aldum and just make it work I mean it's just a funny one for me I don't see how a a club that's made as much money as Liverpool has in the past three seasons uh, can't afford to bring in a fucking centre-back, a half-decent centre-back, even on a loan or something like that. It's pretty crazy, but they obviously know the ins and outs. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I'm just a dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in fact, I go just back over to Gina and Aldum. Still not signed the contract. I don't think he is. I think uh, if he was going to. Certainly a stalemate, isn't it? Um, there was talks the other last week of he'd rejected it and then Liverpool and Wijnaldum both came out and said that he hadn't rejected the deal. Um they just hadn't put one in front of him yet. Um, but I'd probably agree with you, Simo. I think if he was going to sign one, he'd have signed one by now. Um, it's a shame. It's a massive shame. shame. He's a, he's a top class player and a top class athlete and someone that Liverpool need in that midfield. Uh, a footballer deserves to be on more money than he actually is. Hmm. I mean, he's, he's on the same sort of money as like fucking West Ham players. <laughs> West Ham's midfield. <laughs> you know, he's on, he's on 90,000 a week, right? That's quite a lot. But as a stay, as, as, as like, a fucking linchpin and a title one inside, not getting like anywhere sort of near likes of like Pogba. Even James Madison's getting and Jack Grealish. These sort of players are, are, are way ahead of. I know money is just it's not a great talking point in football, but these are the players that are ahead of Gini Wijnaldum and salaries in football. And he must be looking at like he just probably does it. He just probably feels he deserves more for what mm. he's done for the club, what what mm. he could do in the future for the club, and and the he's interest in him that as well. I mean, exactly. it's not as a, it's not as if he's got any sort of like if he was got a, a contract, uh, you could guarantee that at like the caliber of club looking at him is, is PSG, Juventus, Real Madrid, and Barcelona. Well, it's Barcelona's the link, isn't yeah, it? For Bar- Barcelona is a link, but that's the caliber of club coming in for Genie. I think it would be a shame if Liverpool were to lose him for nothing when a club like Barcelona potentially pay upwards of 30, 40 million for him. Yeah, probably. Um, Maybe more um, if he was if he was tied down to a contract. So um, it is it is a shame. Um, if I if I was Liverpool, I think he you know you'd be you'd be making every effort to sign him because he he is a good player. He's been a good um, a good midfielder for them over the last couple oh. of seasons. Um, so he's definitely earned that that bigger contract, as you say. So it would be disappointing. I'd be disappointed anyway if I was Liverpool and they'd end up losing him. On I three. think the other problem is as well is he's just turned thirty. Well, he's thirty now, and Liverpool's. History with people over thirty on big contracts is is, is quite minimal. They tend tend to like to hand out four four year deals, and I think Wijnaldum wants you know a three or four year deal. And Liverpool aren't quite keen on that four year deal because nah, kid, we've I'm seen how how, yeah. how midfielders got to get when they hit that sort of thirty sort of age. They're potentially and someone who plays as much football as Wijnaldum, there's no guarantee that his legs are sort of going to hold out. Um, but 
for me, I think like, you know, for Liverpool or two, a two three year deal, you can't really see a problem. I, I personally can't see a massive problem with it. If it's no, if I just it's not working out, just sell him. There's there's teams that would buy him, teams in the nah, Premier League would, no. would buy him. Not right now. They'd pay about twenty million for Manaldum right now, just because he has like so few months left in his contract. Yeah, oh, I mean, in in to, if they were to sign him on a a three or four year deal, for example. Mm. Oh yeah, not they're, they're just moving on. Time, then set, then sell him. Yeah, because there's other te- there's teams that would still buy him at the age of thirty one, thirty two. Oh, absolutely, um, absolutely. Yeah, I don't see I don't see the the risk there because I think you'd definitely be able to offload him um, if if it doesn't work out. But yeah, I mean, you guys are closer to it, obviously, as Liverpool fans. I know that you would both be disappointed to see him go as well. Oh, I, mean, I think the majority yeah. of Liverpool fans would be. Yeah. Um, so hopefully he does sign a contract. He'd but. probably the player I'd be like saddest to see leave probably in the last sort of like three or four years. Maybe, maybe even longer. Really? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was up by the time Coutinho went. I was, I was ready for him to go. I was ready for him to go. <laughs> like, Done with the saga. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> we were. We were done with it, Jake. We were absolutely snapped with it. Like his, his head was turned so easy time mm. and time again. And, and the money thought, that came in for him as well. You know, you couldn't yeah. Oh, yeah, 140 million. Yeah, it was a good deal. Yeah, 140 million. Considering how it's worked out for him. Yeah. He left Liverpool because he's anyone to win the Champions League. <laughs> Liverpool went and won it the next season. You <laughs> 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 could write it. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I, I still don't think that Liverpool win that Champions League with Coutinho on the side because Liverpool were not as gelled as I said. Um, it was a completely different team, really. Yeah. You know, everything went through Coutinho. Yeah. Um, whereas after that, it was everything sort of it was Salah and Mane and, and Firmino really took up that brunt. Mm. Um, whereas Liverpool's only outlet at that point was was Coutinho. So, but you know. That, in terms of what happened after the signing of Allison and Van Dyke and Fabinho and things like that, with that Coutinho money, you can't really, you can't no, say it was I mean, a bad thing. 100%. We, we were, we, yeah, we were so well happy to see him go. It's, it's worked out better for you, yeah, hasn't it, in the long run? I mean, it was like, see when Emery Chan left as well. But I was kind of sad to see Emery Chan go. I quite, quite liked him as a mm. player, although I did think he had a few mistakes in him. Uh, but like me and me and you called this is way back when, but me and you called that he would never get in that event aside. Yeah. And he yeah, he could he could get anywhere near it. He was never he was a million miles off. But he really did back himself to go in and break into that midfield. And I was I was thinking, no, no. And he has played football. He was struggling again, to get into the Liverpool team at that point, do you know what I mean? So he was never gonna get any event aside that was filled with all those superstars. Yeah, but no, he was he was playing he was playing upwards of twenty five games a season at that point. You know, he was like uh he was next next on the list, wasn't he, Emery Chan? Mm. If, a, if any sort of midfielder dropped out at the time, and he got quite a lot of starts. Uh, but that was the time when Ox was in a, a great form. That was, I actually remember it when, when Ox really came into some, some really, really superb form uh, just after his move. And uh, yeah, I, I remember moving. So yeah, I mean, there's not a great history of, of players that have gone on to great things after leaving Liverpool in the past <laughs> couple of years. Uh, I think he needs big verbs to put the arm around him. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Until we made a mistake. <laughs> Definitely. Um, where should we go to next, boys? If you've read any stories, Erzul to Fenerbahce is the one I think, isn't it? That's potentially yeah. looking like Mesut Erzul may leave Arsenal this this window to go to Fenerbahce. Yeah. So either um, Fenerbahce or MLS, it's kind of looking like. Mm. I seen somewhere on Twitter it was like a done deal to Fenerbahce, and then then I was seeing them linked to MLS like the next in the coming days. So yeah, 
I've also only seen him linked with the MLS moves, personally. I don't, yeah. I haven't seen as much about Fenerbahce here, but though I think Fenerbahce seems like a stranger deal, although I can see it happening. I just think there's potentially more money in the MLS to chuck at him to, you know, to convince him to go there. Um, I thought that that would have been a better deal for him, personally, but I suppose Fenerbahce might be a better standard of football. Um, and he might be able to get away with walking about a bit more. <laughs> I honestly don't. There. You never know. I don't think um, Oza will even consider. I don't think football will be a factor. <laughs> I really don't. I think it would just be whoever whoever offers the most. If I if I was him, I'd go over to the MLS. Mm. To be honest, I'll be. I'm sure he would enjoy it. You know, if he's used to living in a city, and if he goes to like LA Galaxy, which is probably yeah. one of the teams that that would be in for him, uh, or DC or something like that. Uh, I think yeah. I mean, I could see him going there. I could, but again, if Fenerbahce offered more money, I think he will go Fenerbahce. If any team come in and offer more money than any other team, <laughs> you know, I think Mesut Ozil will go. It was like, both of you, he's no Kerry Miller, yeah? Mm. Kerry yeah. Miller, like, if you look at the amount of clubs Kerry Miller has played at. It's ridiculous, <laughs> isn't it? Fucking, you just went wherever, <laughs> like, he, <laughs> ISIS could have offered to pay fucking Kerry Miller's wages. And if they were offering more than whatever club he was at, he fucking would have went. <laughs> <laughs> is he still playing, Kenny Miller? <laughs> yeah, yeah, sorry. Is he? What? <laughs> yeah, mate, he's like 40 fucking, you know, he's played for Dundee. Jesus. <laughs> I was going to say, he must be about 40 be... odd now, surely. Yeah. He's now, isn't he? Frank Yeah, he was player manager for a minute a couple of years ago. He's been, oh, it's just the, the Kenny Miller saga is just fucking. <laughs> That's it's incredible. like when people before Lyndon, Lyndon Dykes, the Scottish national team, we were just struggling for strikers because Ollie McBurney was just pants. Ollie McBurney's pants every time he puts on a fucking <laughs> Scottish shirt. And in comes like Lyndon Dykes. He's just got his move to QPR, performing well and stuff like that. Lyndon Dykes is definitely a sort of like first choice centre forward. But it was like, the, we were looking at like 38 year old Kenny Miller thinking, is this the best we've fucking got? Like, <laughs> why don't we get Boyd out as well? Get fucking Chris Boyd and Mel and up there. Eight years, eight years between the <laughs> I didn't. I didn't know Kenny Miller was still playing. Christ, he's I'm sure he is. So old. Yeah. Yeah. Mate, like, if a team is willing to play, you can guarantee that Kenny. He'll Miller. go there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get him in the Screamers five aside team. We'll offer him a couple hundred quid. Yeah, week. exactly. Mate. If we're offering more than Dundee, you fucking be there. <laughs> <laughs> Surely Dundee's not paying him too much. Um, yeah, in terms I mean, of Ozil, he's, he's one of them. He? He's one of them that you'd look at and go, "You'd do a job." Yeah, I think Google. I'm pretty sure every every team that's probably signed him for the last ten years has gone. He could do a job in front of. God. Yeah, he's still got it. He's still got it, old Kenny. <laughs> I wonder how many career goals he's got. I'd probably say he's upwards of like three or four hundred. Yeah, he's got he scored goals. quite a lot. He scored quite a lot in Scotland. Didn't yeah, he? yeah, he's done. He's he's been to Celtic Rangers, back to Celtic, back to Rangers. Yeah, he's just he's just. Fucking... It's mental, isn't it? Like I remember that when he was at sort of both of them, and he kept leaving to go to the other, and I was like, how is he getting away with this? Like, yeah. how is he getting away with that? <laughs> I yeah, mean, I, I remember him playing for the likes of Wolves and and Derby. He was in that worst ever Derby in, in side, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm pretty sure he was. Yeah, and like, I can guarantee you, Kenny Miller does not give a fuck. <laughs> 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 My word! Shall I read out his um, senior career? Yeah, go on. I'm interested. Not at Dundee. He was at Dundee until 2019. He's now moved to Partick Um So <laughs> this right. this is his teams in order. Big time. <laughs> in order. In order. <laughs> right. Hebert, so we get Hibs, Stenhouse Muir, Rangers, Wolves, um, 
Will's on loan for Rangers, then to Will's permanently, then to Celtic, then to Derby, then to Rangers, then, then to Bursapur, then to Cardiff, then to Vancouver, then to Rangers, then to Livingston, then to Dundee, then to Partick Fissel. <laughs> Some playing. strange deals in there, isn't there? Like, how does he end up at uh, like Bursapur? Like, how do you end up there? <laughs> He's 41 years old playing for Partick What division are they in, surely? Are they like championship? Uh, or? He's, made, he's made fucking... Oh, is he still playing? Oh, he might, he might have retired. But he's played a total of... Um, Partick Fissel, I think, played a second tier. Uh, League 2, I think, maybe. I don't know. I honestly don't know. <laughs> no, NBL, NBL, like SPFL Championship. <laughs> I'm just... I'm just like, <laughs> it's essentially like... It's, it's Fanorama South or whatever. Level. <laughs> <laughs> um, what are we looking at here? So, six, 670 appearances. That's not a lot, really. No, isn't it? But, uh, he, over a career, yeah, over yeah, a but career. he's forty-one. <laughs> you see, yeah, exactly, man. He's and had two hundred and sixteen goals, which is. Wait, I mean, so that's, I'm not going to well, turn my nose. It's an all right. It's, it's an all right return, isn't it? Yeah, well, it's a goal every it's one in four in every three games. One, yeah. in, one in three, one in one in four. If you're being stingy, one in three. If you're being generous, but <laughs> uh, <laughs> isn't too bad for a forty-one-year-old striker. <laughs> Because that would still, if he was to play 38 games in the Premier League, that would still put him about, you know, above the 10 goal mark that yeah. all the strikers aim for. How many did he get in the Premier League there? About three? Oh, what when he played for oh, Derby? Derby, yeah. Yeah, he got four. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> four goals. Four goals. In that, that woeful Derby team. That's, to be Ooh. fair, in that Derby team, that's a really good return. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 69 appearances for the Scottish first team. I'm sure he did that on purpose. Uh, <laughs> 18 goals. That's not a bad return in international level. To be How have we got on to Kenny Miller's career? Ones. This is a transfer. <laughs> well, he's just transferred to uh, retirement, hasn't he? <laughs> a great. Your squad for the Euros, Simon. Oh, Kenneth Miller. <laughs> he's good, but he's uh, he's no Darren Huckabee, is he, old Kenny Miller? Mm. Oh, absolutely. The legend not. that absolutely is Darren not. Huckabee. Uh, we yeah. here at the Screamers absolutely love the guy. Yeah, maybe when the when, maybe when the the pod is massive, we can like, arrange a fight between Hux and Miller. <laughs> <laughs> I've got my own money on Hux all day long. On the um, on on the undercard for Pearson and Dice. Dice. <laughs> yeah, the undercard for Pearson Dice. <laughs> <laughs> it's the co-main event. I think for the clip. Uh, <laughs> Uh, any other stories that have caught your eye, boys? To be honest, mate, not really. It's been a bit of no, <laughs> it's been a bit of quiet window, hasn't it? Yeah, it's, been, it's been a bit slow, hasn't it? Slow start for the old January window. Um, I think we'll have more next week. Talk about normally when it starts to get ramped up. Uh, so we'll wait a week. We'll come back with the transfer show, hmm. uh, and we'll come back. We'll hopefully, have a wee bit more to talk about. Um, but other than that, fairly quiet for the Premier League clubs. Uh, but I'm sure a lot of these managers can't hold their water. I think we'll see more <laughs> signings for Big Sam. Have you, um, actually, I have got one that I don't know if you've noticed that I saw it um, a couple of times. Was at Newcastle looking at Brandon Williams, Jesse Lingard and Phil Jones from United all on loan moves. I don't know if any of you saw yeah, that. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I did. I saw, I saw that about Jones and Williams. Yeah, and apparently Lingard has Williams now been lumped into that, that um, bunch as well now that they're going to try and take all three yeah. on a loan deal. <laughs> But, uh, to be honest, to be honest they, they, they probably add, add something <laughs> to the team. Yeah. <laughs> I think that, to be honest, is probably quite a quite a good move from Newcastle. Um, 
they've all got massive experience apart from Brandon Williams, but I think he'd probably definitely add something to that size um, in terms of pace and attacking options. But I'd probably rate yeah. Brandon Williams the highest of those. Yeah, players. I think he'd probably be the best. He's a tough old boy, yeah. that, that youngster. Uh, he'd been like black eyed and everything in a match. <laughs> he's, he's still cracked on and played in that, and he's not fair to a challenge as well. Yeah, he's, he's definitely that type of player, that, that Brandon Williams. I'm surprised he's yeah, got a bit got, more. He's, he's got the potential yeah. to become a really good player mm. in the future, hasn't he? I think um, him going to Newcastle at this stage would probably be a good move yeah, for him as definitely. well as a loan deal. Um, I think Phil Jones would probably be a decent signing for I think Phil Jones would probably be quite happy to take that move as well, um, just to be playing football. Yeah, a bit more football. Do you think Phil Jones remember what it's like to play football? I don't think he does. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think he ever knew how to play football. (laughs) (laughs) He just runs about, doesn't he? Runs about making faces, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Let's say his scar, like, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dearie me. Right, we're going to end it there. Uh, thank you very much for joining me, Jake. Thanks, mate. Always thanks a pleasure. Thanks very much for joining me, Jed. No worries, pal. Thanks very much for the listeners that tuned in. Uh, again, we will be back in a week's time with hopefully more to bring you uh, from the transfer show. We will be back on Monday with our Premier League preview of match week 18, I believe. Okay, cheerio, bye. Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday. I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at ChumpaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.